Big Screen with James Ross on FBI. There was a hole left in the film industry after Miyazaki quit as Studio Ghibli's director. For many of us, he was our first introduction to anime, and for many more, his name is still synonymous with Japanese animation. Who's going to step in to fill that void? And can they continue Miyazaki's legacy of whimsical but thoughtful storytelling? The most obvious candidate is Hiromasha Yonabashi. A former protege of Miyazaki, he has set up Studio Ponok with the aim of keeping the spirit of Ghibli alive. The first film from the studio is Mary and the Witch's Flower, a Harry Potter-esque story about a girl who was whisked off to a magic school, only to discover that not everything is as it seems. Her power stems from a magical flower, granting Mary abilities that she doesn't know how to control, but which will fade after one night. Mary tries to keep that secret hidden from the school's creepy headmistress, who is out to steal the Witch's Flower for herself. And in many ways, Mary's situation is a fitting analogy for Yonabashi's studio. They're gifted with the ability to make magic on the screen, but without the direction of a master like Miyazaki, the film feels aimless and unsure of itself. Because Mary is literally able to solve every challenge she faces with the magic flower, she never grows as a character, and we never see what she's truly capable of. The momentum of the film stalls, and you're left yawning when you should be entranced. At the same time, Yonabashi never really figures out what the film is all about either. Early on, it seems like Mary is going to learn to overcome her self-consciousness, but as we soon learn that she can do magic, that becomes fairly irrelevant. And the film finishes as this mangled fable about the misuses of, I want to say, nuclear power? It's an unsatisfying conclusion to what should be a magical ride. Mary and the Witch's Flower is a passable imitation but lacks the life of earlier Ghibli films. They've gone for a Beatrix Potter meets Spirited Away vibe, which attempts to capture the essence of both, but achieves the charm of neither. It's super interesting because, although Yonabashi's movie is drawn almost exactly like those of his mentors, there's a drabness to the colours and a monotony to the backgrounds that don't quite fit. It's a film that makes you appreciate how hard it is to live up to a legacy. And unfortunately, it seems like Mary and the Witch's Flower spends so much time trying to be like a classic Studio Ghibli film that it forgets what made the masterpieces in the first place and ends up feeling more like a Saturday morning kids special. My name's James Ross. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.